0: KFNX News Talk Radio 1100. It's Chatterbox, where you'll find the latest news, interviews, and updates about the gaming world. The views and opinions expressed are those of the host, the guests, and callers only, and not necessarily those of KFNX News Talk Radio 1100. And now, here's your host for Chatterbox. All right. Well, after a week off, an unexpected week off, we are back.
1: (laughs) We.
2: Totally back.
1: Yeah,
0: that's Ara and Molly, both both in-house. Now, um, during this week off, I visited the Vegas, the Las Vegas.
1: The Dirty Vegas.
0: The Dirty Vegas, all of the above. Um, And I didn't realize this in advance, but it was spring break when I was in Vegas. Oh, you are a lucky man. So, that was interesting. Although,
2: everybody's lucky in Vegas, even if you're not in spring break. I guess. I
0: guess. I did end up losing some money, not, that's, not winning.
2: That's part of the luckiness.
0: I mean, there was winning involved in the losing, but the greater losing.
2: Um, well, they, they say that there's only two kinds of people who leave Vegas. Uh,
0: dead and, and losers?
2: Close. Um, liars and losers.
0: Okay. <laughs> there you go. So, um, knowing that I would have a potentially large amount of downtime in Vegas before met by my my beautiful wife and in-laws, I uh I brought my Xbox with me.
2: Can we reveal what you did there or is that a secret? No, nah, I can't really talk about it. All right. I'll keep it a secret. It,
0: I mean, it's not a big deal. It's just it's not related to the show. So, he's he's a pimp feel.
1: and he had to go and settle yeah, I had some I just
0: smack my hose. <laughs> um anyway, so I brought my Xbox with me, knowing that I would have some downtime uh, before before met by my family. So uh, I was staying at, at Caesar's Palace.
2: Oh, I like, was so hoping you were going to say you were staying next to the giant sun-focusing Death Ray Hotel.
0: No, I don't even remember the name of the hotel. I think it's but the I area did, or I did ask one of the taxi drivers about it, and he knew about it. Um, so anyway, I'm staying at Caesar's Palace, which is – I mean, it's a nice – when you think Vegas, you think like Bellagio, Caesar's. Right. Maybe the Luxor or some other places, but like this is one of the big nice
2: places. Caesars.
0: You don't you don't really get screwed at Caesars. There's a yeah.
2: nice uh, there's a nice watch shop at Caesars. I'm I'm sure there's a nice everything shop at it's where, Caesars. It's where you go when you want the thirty thousand dollar watch that only has one hand.
1: That's the uh that's the hotel they stayed in the in the hangover. Sure. Yeah. No. Was, I believe.
0: I mean, I, I don't remember, but I would, I'll would. take your word for I it. I think because, Caesar stayed there once.
1: <laughs> no, Zach Galifianakis uh, asks in the beginning of the movie, is this the real Caesar's palace? Did Caesar actually live here?
0: Yeah. By the way, you can't go to Vegas without seeing someone dressed up like the character Zach played in that movie. Oh, really? Yeah, there's always someone <laughs> like that. So anyway, um, <clears throat> I stayed at Caesar's, and I thought to myself, well, I've stayed at Casino Royale, which is a dirty pit. Of, of a hotel in Vegas, um, and who, by the way, you should, you should not order online because they don't have a protected website, like no secure ordering on their website, but they will take your credit card number. So just FYI, don't go to Casino Royale unless they change their website. But I'm staying at Caesars, nice place, and every little crappy hotel I've been to for the last several years, to my surprise has had a nice flat screen TV. Flat screen TVs all have buttons on the side to control what they do and inputs on the back to put in your Xbox or whatever it is you want to bring, right? Older TVs didn't necessarily have menus that you could go through through the buttons on the TV.
2: Nor nor access. Yeah. In or, fact, in fact many of them in hotels, I remember they have this weird like plastic flange that keeps you from like accessing the um,
0: yeah the the special proprietary the, box
2: the r well the, the you know the regular old rf connector right that coax one yeah they put this plastic flange on it right and it's hilarious because if you just stuff a piece of paper into it and turn it like you can just take the plan the flange right off
0: well I didn't have an rf adapter anyway yeah thankfully because then I would just refuse like I'm not a caveman um, <laughs> but I. I definitely brought it with me, expecting every hotel I've been to for the last several years has a flat-screen TV. Yeah. Which, I don't care if it's flat-screen, but at least I know I can plug in my Xbox. What, so what, I go there. What and did you find here? A it's, gramophone? It's a Panasonic tube TV from... It had to be 1985 or 1990. You got the 80 special, my yeah, friend. To, to access the menu, you had to hold both the volume buttons simultaneously. What? And then that did not present the opportunity for switching to the input. Now, I could physically plug in the, you know, the video and the audio. What is the Superman 3? RCA (laughs) connections, but I couldn't switch to them. So, of course, it's got a remote, but the remote is that proprietary crap that they put in hotels, and you can't just, like, switch to channel zero or channel AV that's lower than zero or something. Not there. I'm thinking to myself, oh, I've got so much technology with me right now, I should be able to fashion some sort of IR emitter to switch it. But no, like, I had nothing that could do it. iPhones do not emit IR, so I couldn't get an app to do it. Like, it just wouldn't work. So I was stuck for four days, forced to gamble for lack of anything else to do. Um, No video games at all. So, yeah, I mean, I wasn't going to go to the arcade or something. Uh, So I just gambled away uh, money playing poker instead of staying in my hotel room for 24 hours, catching up on some damn games, which would have been good for me. Um, And then I ended up staying at Paris. Like, uh, you know, when my family got there, I switched hotels and stayed at uh, the Paris. Excellent buffet (laughs) there. Uh, Didn't go to the buffet, but they do have excellent food all over that place. Um, There, they had a similar, I believe, Panasonic. I may be switching Philips for Panasonic in one of these cases. Still a tube? You still got the tube? still a tube, ancient-ass TV, probably because there's so many rooms at these hotels, as opposed to a smaller Casino Royale where they could just swap out a few. Um, But this one, at least, if you dig deep enough in the menu system, you were able to switch Inputs. Oh, I thought it's you were going
2: to say if you dig deep enough into the TV, you can find a flat screen in there. No, <laughs> no.
0: But while I was there, I finally got to play your Hardcore Uprising game.
2: Very nice. Yeah. That was the most long-winded introduction to a Hardcore Uprising play.
0: Yeah. Now, I wonder, did you realize that there is a mode in that game yeah. where you actually collect currency to then upgrade your character?
2: Yeah, I realized okay. that.
0: That's a major component of the game. Yeah. And you didn't mention, like, you're like, oh, well, the the gun, you know, it shoots faster if you tap the button rather than just holding it. Well, mm-hmm. if you buy the right thing from the store, yeah. then it will, you know, increase your auto fire, which I presume
2: is increase it to that rate. If that's how it works, then um, that's totally awesome. It's a
0: very expensive upgrade, that particular one. Yeah, but there are many upgrades to. Increase the number of hit points your character has from like two to three to four to five. Right. Uh, increase the number of lives you have per continue. You can add all these different um, different things. So like one of the characters, without having to upgrade from the beginning, can shoot while running because you know you press one of the 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 L R R buttons and you run. Um, the girl can shoot. The guy has some other thing that I never really tested what he can do. It's I I don't remember what it's called, but they can get all these different. Um, I'm going to call them perks but uh, different abilities right yeah uh which you know like you can run faster or shoot while you're running or like is there one that that makes the that
2: makes the jump a normal jump so you don't have to double jump every time no
0: well i don't know i don't know there's a lot that are just question marks so until you you get the ability like you buy the previous item you can't buy the next one that's like you know you can't upgrade to having four lives well that's good i guess until you buy three but um anyway now Good or bad, there's a super easy way to get around this. So I haven't looked at the game facts or anything. I assume if you go to Game Facts, it would give give this away. But for anyone listening who wants to play and cheat that game and just get unlimited <laughs> credits, all you have to do, and I did this for a little bit to get a little bit of money uh, the last time I played, but then as soon as I stopped, I you know my wife made me go watch TV or something instead of playing a game. So I haven't gone back to it since then to use the. the money. terrible punishment. But uh, <laughs> so this game has a has a multiplier. So as you shoot people. So let's say you hit, you know, enemy number one, then your this multiplier bar maxes out as soon as someone's hit. Yeah. As soon as you've hit an enemy, even if you haven't killed them because it takes multiple shots or something, this multiplier bar fills to the top and then it slowly or actually kind of quickly drops down to nothing. And if you don't hit a character again within that amount of time while this multiplier bar drops, then your multiplier will go back down to one. Yeah. Uh, which means you get, like, 1,000 points for a kill, at least with the characters I was fighting. Um, now, if you do hit someone within that time limit, the multiplier will go up by, you know, 0.05. No. So you go and, then the, and then that one, thing
2: fills up again and resets. Exactly.
0: And yeah. so you have that much... So basically, you have to hit somebody every, let's say, 2 seconds or I'm, 3 seconds. I'm glad I don't you know. brought this up. This is really interesting. So anyway, let's, let's say it's 3 seconds. I don't know if it's 3 seconds, but there's some amount of time. So you have to hit someone every 3 seconds yeah. to keep your multiplier let's just going. Let's So... Uh, in the very first level of this game, but the very first enemy you see, like you you're you're dropped down in the desert, you walk forward and when you walk forward enemies come from off-screen towards you and you shoot them and kill them. Big, you know, same as every other game in the world. Sure. So you walk to the right and the character will come at you, you shoot them. Now, stop walking to the right. Put something on your A button or X button, whatever it is that oh, shoots. Oh, really? They really keep button. coming all day long? They will keep coming. With the... And they will come quickly enough that you do not lose your multiplier. They will come, let's say, two and a half seconds. That is a bad exploit. Yeah. So all you have to do is sit there and put another controller on top of your first one, or a piece of tape, or whatever. Or if you have a controller that does auto fire, great. Um, and then walk away. Turn your TV off, change the channel, let the game sit there because nobody will come from your backside. All right. So how do you find that?
2: This is very, uh, there's two really interesting things. How like how described. did I discover that? No, no. How do you? What is your opinion of that? How do you find it?
0: Oh, how do I? Um. Well, here's the thing. Like you were complaining about the the speed of the shot and how it kind of ruined the game for you and when i learned when i looked that there's like the rising mode and you can buy all the stuff i'm like that's cool i like the idea of upgrading characters yeah Yeah, but no no
2: but just like the fact that this this kind of exploit exists and it's so easy but this is
0: this is an important lead up to all all right so like there's a lot of stuff you can buy and i want to experience them all see what they're all about but it's one of those games that first of all is really hard um you know, because you only get a few lives per continue, and as soon as you continue, you got to go back to the beginning of the level. You got to practice yeah. and get good. One thing I don't like about the game is the control is not quite good enough with that controller. I, I have a hard time playing it and doing very well when I, can I know see that. that, like mentally, I'm there and I'm just not getting it out with my fingers. Right. Um,
2: Thank you, Microsoft.
0: So anyway, it makes it a little bit hard to play. So I want all these different features and. and I want to experience what the characters can do, but it takes a lot of money, a lot of playthroughs of doing the same thing over and over. And repetition is what makes me not want to play a game. Yeah. So I want to get all those things. Right. Like, I don't care if they stay. You can only have one. So I try one, and then I switch to the other. In so this case, it's you just buy it, and then you have it.
2: Sounds a lot like Gran Turismo.
0: Sort of. Mm-hmm. Um, in that it makes you play the same thing over and over. But So, see, see, so I like the exploit because it's going to enable me to do that without having to suffer through playing the same levels over and over and over and over and over and over and over, just to try out the various aspects of the game. Um, so but, you would use that exploit if you had it. Like I told you, I already have. I, have, I haven't you actually. already u- have used it. I haven't. I haven't actually used the money I got from the exploit, but I started it and I just haven't gone back to play it since I accumulated the funds.
2: To, to me, this is interesting because there was uh, there was an article in in Game Developer recently um, where this guy was basically talking about exploits in games and how his his thesis was basically that you shouldn't try too hard to make your game exploit-free because there's, in fact, uh, value and meaning and significance to allowing people to find and take advantage of exploits, and this brings them pleasure.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, I game. mean, you can look back as far as Super Mario Bros., right? Where there was the 99 Live? or the, Right, right. The and that was, like, that was
2: kind of like a deliberate one. Like, they... like. As far as, by But all it was accounts, super hard. Yeah, it was hard to do, right. So it was, you know, I mean... I mean, with it, practice,
0: it's, it, right. you know, we could get it every time. But, like, sure. it's something that your everyday player would
2: not realize. Sure. And, and the benefit that you gain of having unlimited tries, essentially, it's not, like... It's not really game breaking. It's just giving you a lot no. of. And tries. for
0: the developer, it means you get to play the rest of my game. And developers often are upset when a player like yeah. plays the first world, stops, never goes back to it, and then they've never seen what the developers well, built. Well,
2: I'm so, I'm also upset, but you'll see why when we come back. All right. Well, let's talk more about it when we get back.
0: Arizona's news talk leader, KFNX, AM 1100.
2: and we are back you are listening to chatterbox video game radio and we're talking about exploits and we're talking about exploits in contra hardcore not contra hardcore uprising
0: yeah so so to rehash uh, or exploit in in this game you have
2: just get get millions of yeah. points and
0: win. you want to you want to get money so you can build up your down. character and yeah. the money is is received by killing people and you have this multiplier that increases. And by the way, it does not appear to have a limit because I got all the way beyond a 10 times multiplier, yeah.
2: which
0: means I was getting 10,000 per person.
2: I I, can't, I, I find it, this this kind of stuff, you never really know if it's intentional or not. I find it hard to believe that they didn't know about this. Well, they,
0: they had to time it. That's I mean, what I'm saying. They had to have to time how often a player comes, right? and I'm sure they timed it so that a player comes often enough yeah. that you can continue your multiplier. Yeah. But they might not have realized that you could just sit there and yeah. like if they don't send a player from the other side of the level so I'd have to turn to kill him yeah. um, then I'm not going to ever die and I can just sit there. Right. So
2: so I want I want to bring I want to tie this in with this this game developer article that was basically saying right, don't try to take out all your exploits so mercilessly, because if you do, you are likely to end up with a game that is basically devoid of interesting and varied strategy. And one one thing that I was disappointed with, I mean, on the face of it, like, okay, I can kind of like accept that, okay, you know, sure, why not, right? But there's, I want to draw a line and make a distinction between planned exploits and unplanned exploits, right? And also about would, the nature. Would you call it an exploit, exploit if it was planned? Yeah. Well, I guess not really, right? I mean, it's, it, there's there's a gray line because like that Super Mario thing, right? Like. That feels like an exploit to the player, but probably in actuality it's not an exploit if, you, if it was actually planned. Right? I, yeah,
0: I don't know if it was.
2: So, I, mean, I think they
0: found out about it and then they decided to leave it in.
2: Right, or, or like that, right? So it's one of those things where like it's an unintentional exploit, but it actually turns out better for the game. So you decide to leave it in and not take it out, right?
0: I know you're not, you're, you are you're want to get to that. Can I ask, Molly, do you even know what exploit we're talking about in Super Mario Bros.?
1: You know, I don't. I will admit that is I this
0: don't. um We have a young audience that may have no idea what we're talking about. This is true.
1: I've played through it's you're talking about the first game, right?
0: The very first Super Mario Brothers.
1: Game. I've played it from start to finish, but I've never known about any sort of exploit. You know
2: about world negative 1? She didn't need to do no, that. No,
1: I heard about that, yeah. Okay. All
2: right, well she has some street cred. It?
1: I've seen someone else do it. Okay. I haven't done it personally.
0: That yet. is a tough one. That's the toughest uh I mean again, I've done it a million times, but yeah. like it's the toughest, yeah. like, secret. Yeah,
2: I, I've had to call a 900 number when I was eight years old, eight years old to procure that secret. Really? Anyway, yeah. My dad got it. <laughs> but annoyed. let's talk
0: about the Super Mario Brothers exploit so people can get a handle for what we're talking about. Well,
2: it's it's the one where you basically, if you can, t- you you jump on the turtle shell and if you do it in a very specific way, you basically end up bouncing up and down on it ad infinitum and eventually you start getting basically as many lives as yeah. you want, up to 99. In like
0: every ah. Super Mario game you'll ever play, uh, if you successfully like stomp on the head of an enemy uh well many enemies or one enemy several times if it's uh you know infinite like a, a shell um you do it eight times in a row without touching the ground you're going to get uh, a one-up so it goes like first you get 200 points and then 400
2: and then 800 yeah this, and then 1600, this sounds familiar 32.
1: now isn't there um like isn't it a weird exploit where you're you're underneath a block or something? Is it?
2: No, that's the that's the. No, um,
1: it's
0: the staircase at the end of the level. A turtle comes down. That's it. Another you, one. you step on the turtle to just turn it into a shell instead of a walking turtle. And then you step at just the right point where you hit it. So it moves to the right. It then hits the block on its right and bounces oh, back. Okay. And by the time you fall d- back down from bouncing on the shell, you hit it again. And so you end up repeatedly jumping on it very quickly. Back and forth, back and forth. The shell's constantly moving between you and the block, which is right next to you.
2: Bing, 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 okay, bing. So like like that. I would and say... you get one-up,
0: one-up, one-up one up forever.
2: Yeah, so yeah. I would say that's a pretty good exploit, like good, not in like advantageous, but good as in like, it's... It You're not going to
0: find it by accident. It
2: doesn't break the game, even if you find it by accident, right? Like the advantage that it imparts to you is not game-breaking. It yeah. basically just gives you t- a s ton of tries. Yeah, lets you play more. It doesn't... It doesn't you know, give you stuff, it's not like, it gives you things that were... It doesn't change the difficulty of the game moving right. forward. Right, right, it doesn't let yeah. you do anything like that, right? Now this, this one that you just described to me, right, is, is it's like a, it's a zero skill exploit, and it basically allows you to, by trading in lots of time with your machine on and the controller taped, yeah. right, it allows you to collect as much money as you want, Right. That's it just sounds like a horrible yeah. exploit to well, because the activity that you have to engage in is really, really stupid for one. And two, the benefit that you gain out of it is completely bypassing huge parts of the game that you would have to otherwise make varied struggles to get
0: Yeah, there. And, and you know what? I'm I agree with you. And one of the reasons this is also made even worse is that the exploit is it exists at the immediate moment right in the game. Like as <laughs> soon as, as you start the game, yeah. the very first enemy you get to. That's crazy. Um it opens up this exploit. Now, I agree with you. However, given the level of difficulty and tedium involved in playing the game the see, right way, right, that's see, when I feel like, you know what? Yeah, I'm you just going to do it. Yeah, but but I played you know it a what? lot before deciding to, you know what? to do what you're,
2: you're talking like somebody who has a choice between crack cocaine <laughs> and a cheeseburger.
0: <laughs> I do have that choice
2: because <laughs> on a daily basis. Because... The unfortunate thing about crack cocaine is that if you give people the chance to choose crack cocaine over something else, they'll always choose the crack cocaine. <laughs> Once they've right. had it, sure. and Right. And the crack cocaine in this example is the the reward of getting all the items that you don't have to actually earn over time. Now, the, you very well may be right that it is, in fact, a nothing but a tedious endeavor to collect this money. But, well, for me, right, well, for, my for, well, 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 here's the thing, right? Like you've, you've decided that that's, that's the reality for yourself. Now, maybe that's true, maybe it's not true, right? But because you're not in a situation where you can actually play the game without the existence of that exploit, you've not actually been able to go through the paces of the game to discover if playing levels over and over again is in fact as tedious as you think it would be.
0: Well, no, I did. So now that that's because
2: I had a certain amount of willpower, right? So I I played through uh, And then okay, so I, I don't want to harp on that point. But I'm, I'm just saying that maybe maybe you're right, maybe you're wrong, right? But the I, interesting thing about it, I mean you can assume you're right, that's
0: fine. I just want to say for the record of our listeners, yeah. I played for several hours. Okay. Not like ten, but sure. more like three, before deciding, you know what, I'm gonna just let this go and okay. then I'll okay. fair, you know, speed past some wasn't, of the difficulty.
2: It was it was too challenging for you to be interesting and not challenging enough to be at that sweet spot, probably, right? Yeah. Okay, sure. So this is really interesting because this is like the same thing that's happening in Gran Turismo Five, because the activity, right? And and it's it's really a shame. Like this 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 kind of stuff, like it really breaks my heart because the you know if if the activity of the game is truly boring, if you assume that, then okay, your only way to extract some pleasure out of the game is to take the crack cocaine. Then that's fine. To have your crack cocaine. Enjoy, but. The thing is, like, in a game like Gran Turismo, right, where the the enjoyment is actually driving, right, now I'm making some assumptions here. I'm making an assumption that you find or one finds the process of actually driving an interesting, like, an intrinsically interesting and rewarding activity, right? So if I go ahead and make that assumption, the problem is is that with a game like that in its reward system where you can – there's all these cars you can buy and many of them are super-duper expensive and you're – You do not have normal access to unless you play the game for a period of, let's say, six months to a year, right? Once somebody finds an exploit to get that stuff without putting the game through its paces, they will, just like the crack cocaine, they will always choose the exploit over the process of playing even if it ends up being worse for them. And they will never admit that it is actually a worse experience for them. Yeah.
0: You know, in this case, I, that's totally the situation in, in Hardcore Uprising. Because I'm sure, like, it's difficult. But as you play through, and, you know, nobody expects you to get through the first or second worlds. And worlds are relatively large in this game. Yeah. Um, to get through the whole first and second world your first time through. Probably not even the whole first world the, yeah. your first time through. But after you play, then you've collected some credits. So you can increase your life. So you can increase your the number of lives you have, um, and then you can move on to thinking, okay, well maybe I'll get upgrade my weapons, stuff like that. Um, which you don't, you know, if you had that all right from the beginning, it would then make the game too easy. So there's a certain amount of growth, right. but but also just playing, you get experience playing the game, and you become better at it, whether or not you have the extra weapons.
2: Right. You become better at dodging well, that's, and jumping. This, these are the paces that I'm talking about, right? Yeah, like and if you pe- skip those, pe- people are deplorable. Hey, you know what? It's your stuff. Do whatever you want, right? I'm not going to hold anything over anyone. Unless head. you're playing multiplayer. Unless you're playing. And um, unless up. it's actually affecting other players. Yeah, this but, all changes when you play multiplayer. But, right? It's, you're, you know, people are making the experience worse for themselves and they don't even realize why or how. And it's because the, that carrot is being dangled and they found the crack cocaine way to get the, the carrot and. They're always going to do that because it's always easier. Like People are always going to find the path of least resistance to the crack cocaine.
0: Well, I mean, it's, it's natural for us humans.
2: Sure.
1: We and, do like and, our crack.
2: And, and, yeah. and, and, and the cocaine is very good.
0: Anyway, it is now commercial time. We'll be right back after this when I will give you our very own commercial. We'll be right back.
2: You're listening to Chatterbox Video Game Radio. It's a number
0: one. Oh, hey, okay. commercials are over. Um.
1: <clears throat> or are they?
0: Oh, yes. I, I wanted to, to point out, I got a, a reminder recently that we are part of the, the All Games podcasting network. So uh, I just wanted to remind folks who, who listen to us and maybe don't listen to a lot of other video game podcasts, although they likely do, uh, you can go to allgames.com and, and see a whole list of podcasts uh, that that All Games has collected and are, and are presumably good podcasts relating to games because they're all about games at allgames.com. Um, there's a link up on our current website as well, which, by the way, I totally have to remake. That stuff is old hat. You know those things we have for our, our Xbox gamer card things on the website?
1: Yeah, that site shut okay. down.
0: Yeah, that service totally shut down a few weeks ago, and I have not changed the website to remove those.
1: Yeah, everybody right. on the Golgatron forums, they still have those in their signatures, and everybody needs to take them out.
0: Yeah, go to Golgatron.com as well while I'm, I'm pitching things. We Pitch- have
1: lots of content now. Yeah, really? Yeah. Awesome. You haven't looked at it?
0: It's pretty nice. What do you think? is my job? I've been in Vegas. <laughs> so uh, anyway, go to allgames.com, though. Like, if you're looking for more podcasts, they they got some over there. Um, but, but beyond that, we also, of course, have to keep ourselves afloat. And we have a sponsor, uh, the University of Advancing Technology, whose website is uat.edu. So after you go to allgames.com, also go to uat.edu to learn about the programs that they have to offer, which, you know, if you're listening to live, you get to hear their fancy commercials. When you're listening on a podcast only, you get to hear my voice telling you, how wonderful a place it is! Um, all right, so we talked about the exploits of Hardcore Uprising. Basically, it kind of breaks the game, kind of lame. I'm probably still <laughs> gonna like do kinda, it. Like kinda,
2: you mean totally?
0: Yeah, I did give it a chance. I gave it several play- playthroughs, both levels, uh, and I, I even played through the first world after having already gotten to the second world just to collect more credits so I could buy more stuff. Um, but at this point, I'm just I'm gonna collect some money and for. Basically, I want to fix the issue you brought up with the, the speed of the shot. I'm just going to get the most expensive item they have, which is the make your weapon full speed, which is like $12 million, which is a lot of money. $12 million credits of whatever sort they are. Sounds like a lot. Uh, to fix that problem that you mentioned. That must be
2: four, maybe five hours of leaving your machine on with the button taped down. No,
0: probably half an hour. Okay. Because once you get to, to $10,000 <laughs> 10, units a kill, and then it just goes up from there... Anyway. Uh, all right, so let's move on. All right, you want to talk about something about the ladies? Let's talk about something uh, <laughs> sexy or sexist. Okay. Uh, yeah. I have a feeling it's going to be more in the line of, of sexist.
1: But... Yeah, I'm I'm leaning more toward that way. Okay, so I, I want.
2: Okay, let me let me preface this. With... Preface? Yeah. <laughs> exactly.
1: <laughs> That's how I'd always say it. Say it when I when I read it in the book.
2: Let's um. So there's this company. In Canada, and they're called Silicon Sisters, and they're developing games for women. And my preface is this, right? Like, hey, that's totally cool. You want to make games directly aimed for women? No problem. Go ahead, fantastic. Enjoy. Yeah. But there's this uh, there's this article, and it was in let's see, the Toronto, is it Toronto, Vancouver? No, Toronto Star, one of those Canadian cities. <laughs> and anyway, it was basically just a feature on Silicon Sisters and how they're developing games for women and I'm just I'm I'm getting tired of there's there seems to be this it's getting to the point where it's misandry where there's like there's this assumption that all games are basically catering just to men and women will just they are just there's nothing for them to enjoy and they're just waiting for de- women developers to make games for them, and then finally they'll have their product.
1: You know, when I was playing through uh, Barbie Horses – no, I'm not, yeah. I'm not yeah. serious. <laughs> I couldn't even get further than that, but I was going to say it was very uh, male-oriented, I could tell. when. Yeah.
2: Well, are not- you, do I detect a hint of sarcasm? Yes, that yeah, was sarcastic. Just a little
1: bit. Okay, it's so, so-
2: – so you know what I mean? I'm I just want to be very very challenging about certain things that I've read in this article and that you know th- what this company is doing and um maybe you'll think I'm a misogynist, maybe you'll think I'm sexist, maybe you'll think I'm utterly logical. I'll just think you're
0: sexy, Aura.
2: Maybe you'll think I'm sexy instead. Sex East. And in in the uh, in the immortal world of Spinal Tap, what's wrong with being sexy? Anyway, um. So they're making a game, right, this this Toronto Star article, right, that has a really, really severe slant of what I just described. I'm not going to read the whole article. You can find it on the web if you're really looking for it, right? But there's just, like, there's just all this assumption that, you know, oh, you know, if, if okay, I'll just read a couple things from it. I don't need to do <laughs> that. Yeah. So, you know, for example, there, you know, one of the, um, the CEO of the company, right, she's she's got a quote, and she says, you know, hey, you know, women, we're pretty well represented in HR and marketing realms, but you don't see very women in engineering and you don't see very women in design. And Hey, okay, that's true. You know, hey, you know what? If there were more women in engineering and design, I have no problem with that. Totally fine. The fact that there are not a lot of women in engineering and design, I have totally not a problem with that either. I don't think this is a problem. If you look actually at marketing and HR – you can you will probably find out that especially for video games, women are totally overrepresented there. Right? I think that's true in, in all industries actually.
1: That's where you get the big boobs and all the cleavage. And sure, and in fact, you know what? I mean, if we're
2: going to complain about sexist things, most of the people working in video game uh, marketing, right? Not only is are women overrepresented, but especially in the PR area. But they make lots of money. They make a lot more than a lot of developers do who are, you know, the male-dominated field, right? So the question I put to everybody is, now, what does that mean about fairness? So I'm just going to leave that open, right?
1: I would at this point like to point out that the creative director for both Uncharted games and the upcoming Uncharted 3 game is a woman. Yeah, and you know what? That's totally fine
2: and totally awesome and... I she mean, did
1: an amazing job on the two games that are out now, and I'm, the third one looks great too. Do, so. you,
2: do you guys? I mean, you guys have played the Uncharted games. I haven't. Oh, do, you, yes. do you guys think that the Uncharted games have a a a gender slant one way or the other?
1: Uh.
2: The game? I mean, it's it's. Yeah.
1: It's. I mean, yeah. you play as a dude. He's a he's little. He's surrounded
2: by chicks with giant hands.
1: I no I missed I, this
2: part. I didn't hear about that part of the game.
1: I'd yeah, Every girl in
0: that game, there's always a love interest and they're always very buxom. It's
1: the same love interest and she's not
0: And they put the camera angles right on the ass and they make jokes. It's like a it's like a movie.
1: Yeah, and the second in the second game it was more like they had the more catered toward fan service type type of stuff. You had the
0: Cuz there was more than one woman.
1: Yeah, there were there were two women in that one, but both times like And the, how do you
2: see this as a female Miss Molly,
1: um, I was I was honestly okay with it. Like I was okay with um, because his his love interest yeah. is she's fairly um, modest. She doesn't wear any revealing clothing. She wears
0: yeah. She's a, not the whore in the game.
1: Yeah, she's she's there's definitely a, there's not, another
0: one who's the whore. Like well,
1: yeah, in the second
0: game he has two love interests. He's hanging out with the whore, and then uh, later he he meets the other one. Who yeah. he used to know. he
2: settle down with her? And then the he nice realized girl. that
0: she's the one for him, and not not the other.
2: Not, chick. not the whore.
0: Yeah.
1: So yeah, I was very I was I was happy with that. I I wanted him to get with her the whole time.
0: <laughs> I just wanted him to get with either of them both <laughs> at the same time. But uh, no, I mean it, just, it plays like a movie where yeah, the script is gonna you know focus on boobs and yeah. butts and make sex
2: cracks and Do we, do we, do and we see so this? Depends. Do we see this uproar about gender inequality in movies? Do we see that in that industry? No, Does that it's, become, it's
0: become accepted. But I don't know why do we see it in the I'm, game we're industry. Not, we're now right? talking about the plot of the product, not the, the staff
2: behind the scenes. Well, I don't well, know how well, Hollywood not, reacts to the staff. I'm not necessarily talking about the the either one of those. It's just you know if you take game A, right? The question that I put forth is to take any game, right? What makes it? What makes that game biased towards a gender or not biased towards a gender? What is it
1: about I, that? You know, uh, a couple of years ago, um, when Bayonetta was first announced, and we were starting to hear some information about it, I had a friend who is—he's uh, very—he's—he um, doesn't watch like rated R movies or anything like that. He—he he just doesn't like to see women exploited.
0: Okay, uh, he's Mormon.
1: he's not Mormon. He's not Mormon. Okay, that.
0: well, he's Mormon. He's without being Mormon apparently.
1: Mormon with bunny ear quotation marks. Okay. Uh, so he. Um, He was saying he wasn't going to play Bayonetta after watching the trailers for it, even though me and my friends were like, hey, this actually kind of looks like it could be cool. It looks like Devil May Cry with a chick. And
2: the reason is? And he
1: said because it over-sexualizes a woman and basically when she attacks, her hair, you know, she becomes naked her hair transforms and whatnot, covers her body. Uh, And so um, I was like, you enjoy the Devil May Cry games, right? And he said, yeah. And I said, you especially enjoy Devil May Cry 3, right? And he said, "Yep." I'm like, Which is "How a great, is
0: very uh, how gay is, looking
1: dude?" Yeah, I was like, "How is that guy not over sexualized?" He's it's, totally hunky. It's just, it's a, it's different because yeah. guys don't think about that type of thing. They, the guy was totally, his jacket was open, he yeah. wasn't wearing a shirt under it. He's all ripped and stuff, and he's. I mean, he's obviously, he is a very sexualized guy in the video game, but you don't pay as much attention to it because he's a man.
2: Right. I, I would say if I was channeling... I, however, am boycotting that game now. <laughs> yeah. if, if I was channeling a feminist, I would say that the argument would be that, oh, well, muscular men, they have like, it's not, it's not like oversized secondary sexual body parts. It's functional strength. And I think that that's a lame argument. Yeah. Personally? But it's... I, I mean, okay, so if something sexualized, so effing what? Like, how is that exploitive towards one gender, really? What is wrong with seeing something that's stimulating and attractive?
1: It's evil. You for, sing
2: it, for, brother. For women or men. Amen. We'll, we'll be, be right back. 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 It's Chatterbox Video Game Radio, and we're talking about super controversial stuff. And
0: while we do that, go visit UAT.edu, the website for the University of Advancing Technology. Now, Because you can listen to us and go to that website at the same time.
2: If if, if you've been listening and your head is steaming, you can call us at 866-536-1100. You've got about 10 minutes to do it. You've got 10 minutes, and you're, if your head is steaming enough, you'll be... Um, You'll be given priority. Let's just say that. Okay, so there's there's just a couple other things I want to talk about on, on this topic of making games for women, right? Um, surely there are some games on the face of it that appear to be made for men, right? But there's... Like what, the guy game? Yeah, like that game. The guy uh, game.
1: Okay, <laughs> That's Duke Nukem, I would say, is a, is a very male-geared game. Like... I don't know any... Well, no, I, I know girls that would play it. Yeah. But, I mean, well, that, obviously... That thing
2: is a whole tongue-in-cheek thing, though. Yeah. Right? It's just like, oh, you know, this is this hyper, hyper, you know, whatever. Oversexualized, I'm sure. Yes. Right? Um, And it's Duke Nukem. And, you know, it's like, okay, it's a, it's a parody over-the-top character. I mean, if you want to consider that made for men... I don't know if I would put that in that... It's not like... It's not like men get, like, really excited when there's a really, like, over-the-top male character. You know, it's like a joke.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, know, when I was a kid, I always thought that when I played fighting games with my friends, I would always pick the girl characters because I'm like, I'm a girl, I want to play as a girl, and I want to beat up a guy as a girl. And uh, when I played Tomb Raider for the first time in, like, 97 or 98, whenever it came out, I honestly thought that that was a game that was made centered toward women because you play as a woman and as a small child i don't really fully pay attention to the fact that she has huge boobs and that like every angle have
2: huge boobs yeah it happens it happens sometimes you don't even have to make get implants to have that (laughs) it just happens
1: this like using tomb raider as an example it seemed like it was a female empowerment type of game, but right. also catered to over sexualizing the character enough to where guys would play it.
2: Sure. And, and maybe that's a. I, I, Tomb, Tomb Raider is a really interesting example because you will find people making the argument that you just made. You'll also find people making the argument that, oh, well, you know, because she's so, you know, hypersexualized and her boobs and her lips are so big, right? Then it must be an affront and an attack on femininity. Or feminism or equality. And to me, just these things, like, they're not even in the same realm. Like, yeah, you know what? Certain features get guys attracted. Yeah. Right? There's nothing wrong or shameful about that. Because certain features in guys get girls hot and horny. <laughs> right? True. Totally. You just, most of you just don't like to admit it. I'll admit it. <laughs> You have some sense. Yes. So, the last thing I want to say about this is, um, they they posted this company, Silicon Sisters. They posted a, a which a re-
1: is a bad name, uh, in my opinion. Yeah, you know, whatever. <laughs> I mean, Ugh.
2: I'd like to see somebody make a start a company called Silicon Men or Brothers, but uh, mm. it's okay. Anyway, um, you know, I think we, that, we that do, they would be
1: they would be a plastic surgery for...
2: Well, you know, Silicon Sisters is okay. We have Super Mario Brothers. They're girls. They can be sisters. It's all right. So they have a job posting on their site, and there's they, they lay out for a designer position certain requirements or things that they want to have, right? And so here's I, – I will put forth to everybody another challenging question. They have a line that says that they are desiring somebody who has an exceptional understanding of female gaming preferences. And I want to just put out there – you guys can, can write us in and tell us if you have an answer to this. <laughs> what in the world – is a female gaming preference? Please tell me, because this sounds to me just as if you said that you wanted to have somebody with an uh, exceptional understanding of female eating preferences.
1: Okay, so one example popped in my head, if only because I remember a friend of mine making fun of it back in the day, Super Princess Peach for the Nintendo DS came out. Uh, and the way that you play the game is... Is that,
2: y- is that rated G or, or, or X? or
1: don't a regular, it's a g i'm a pretty game? sure it's okay. just or it's the the e for everyone okay um so in this game like you she's got this magic parasol umbrella thing that you travel around but you also um utilize uh ways to further yourself in in the levels by controlling her emotions
2: controlling her emotions
1: yes like there's literally one thing where it's it's been so long that I have played it, but like she cries, she can get really pissed off and be like super angry, and that like will give her a certain ability that will make her progress uh, past a certain point. There's also like if um is I that, think
2: do you think that's misogynist?
1: That I, yeah, I think that is a little bit you know on the the side of you know <laughs> there there are plans I think that you need to have them grow and the only way to have them grow is to have her ball her eyes out and cry all over them and water them and they get bigger. Do
2: you think that that makes a statement about about females as a gender?
1: I think so. That we obviously can't control our emotions or, you know.
2: So who's this character? It's Princess Peach?
1: It's Princess Peach. So Princess
2: Peach represents the female I I guess so.
1: Whereas Mario is, you know, doing his thing and killing Bowser and then Peach is just getting pissed off and crying all over Everything.
2: i haven't it's, seen mario cry in a game i haven't either he just stomps on things really yeah it's just, it's very gangster like <laughs> if you think about it so uh, oh yeah that's i don't know so what
1: of that right like that's it, it, i i don't think it's very fair like i mean that's that's one example for i would think that i mean obviously you think of mario and you think of little boys playing mario and then peach is a female characters. So it's like, oh, the little girls will play the Super Princess Peach game while the little boys play Super Mario. Yeah. But it's, I mean, is that an example of a female oriented, centered game? Is that something, I mean, I played it, but I didn't beat it. I had a lot more fun with the Mario games. Yeah. Well, you, you know, the really
2: interesting thing about games in general, I want to get back to what we think a female gaming preference might be, but before that, there's the, one of the really fascinating things about games is that if you play a game for a period of time and you are really, really into it and you become performance-minded, which is usually what happens when you play a game for a long time and you're really into it, the really fascinating thing that happens is that the, the set dressing for the game basically tends to dissipate and the game becomes a, a, let's say, um what's the good word for it? It basically becomes like more of an abstract representation of of mechanical things for you. Something like Mortal Kombat, right? Mm -hmm. People who play Mortal, I mean, I'm using Mortal Kombat instead of Street Fighter because it's a lot more of a gory, explicit example. But people who play a game like that, who play competitively, right? Like, they are so past the, the whole, the blood and the guts thing, right? They could be pushing blocks around with no effects and the game would not be any different. Right, possibly and, and so, and so, if you say right that you know a game you know maybe maybe on the surface of it, right, maybe thematically, a game may seem oriented for one gender or another or, or male oriented or not appealing to females or whatever, right, you know, games that you play over time, it's you don't keep playing it because that it's mortal combat and it's blood, you pl- keep playing it because it's mortal combat, and there's something mechanical that's interesting. the thing that keeps your interest over time. Is, is rarely ever the thematic thing, because the thematic component, you basically, you digest, you you enjoy it, or you not you don't enjoy it, and then you discard it, right? I mean, like, looking at the same picture a million times, like, unless it's something really special, is not going to really engender any kind of, like, continued learning or, 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 or long-term enjoyment, you know? Mm-hmm. But going back to this female gaming thing, like, what, what, come on, hold El- on, like, you guys, like, what is, like, what's a female gaming preference? What if, is there anything that we can say females, by and large, as a group, prefer to do as a game activity that guys do not?
0: You know, there there are things. So, like, when I set out to try and find games that, that girls would like to play. All right. um, puzzle you know,
1: games are, are always something.
0: That's one of them. Yeah, like a puzzle game or just a simpler game. And it's, it's not...
2: It's but I wouldn't even say that that's female because I prefer puzzle games well, and conditions.
0: I prefer simpler games. Well, you're right. And it's not something that is necessarily inherent to the gender, but it's realistic in today's world. So like we've said many times before in the show, like I've I've realized that friends of mine who are female just don't have a proper grasp of a 3D world with two control sticks. Like they just can't move around in it. And it's it's not because I don't think they could, but they right. don't have the history with
2: games that, that you and I do right. where it comes a second nature to us. So the reality But it's but it's because they haven't played it since since they were kids. It's not because they're female. Exactly. That's there's, what I'm there's, saying. There's not like a female gene that prevents you from understanding spatial I, relationships. I will
1: say this is there?
2: No, and that's exactly what I'm saying, where you know, developing
0: a game, I need to develop something for the real world not the potential existing world so i would want to make a game like first of all i would say the game we're going to make would not involve
2: that control scheme that's fair enough because most girls i wouldn't say it's exclusive to females go ahead I,
1: I, i would say that uh games that females do tend to enjoy are things that are very like i'm playing house type of games like harvest moon animal crossing the sims
2: cooking game
1: cooking games house,
2: house cleaning no
1: like seriously Is stuff like, that?
2: like like using a vacuum cleaner <laughs> yes all right end of show
1: guys
0: <laughs> uh molly the game of chatterbox yes. are you gonna keep playing
1: um maybe occasionally
0: maybe all right this may be molly's last show we'll find out next week good night guys bye You've been listening to Chatterbox Video Game Radio. Tune in next week for more tips and info and the latest and greatest in video gaming. And remember, all your base are belong to us.